And the indie spirit for best feature goes to The Lost Daughter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording is 8.07 p.m. on March 6, 2022. The Independent Film Spirit Awards just wrapped up a few minutes ago. And we have our winners now for this year. It's interesting because in past years, the Film Independent Spirit Awards have been uh, a combination of both indie movies and also movies nominated at the Oscars. But this year, it was predominantly indie movies. Very, very little Oscar overlap. So for those of us that are looking at Spirit Awards as a place to go for momentum changes and things of that nature, we didn't really see much of that this evening tonight. And, you know, kind of like as always, I wouldn't read too much into the Spirit Awards as a bellwether for what would happen at the Oscars necessarily anyway. I don't consider them to be that major of a precursor. Um, And I guess reason for that also is because typically the Spirit Awards are held the night before the Oscars, but not this year. This year, they are actually being held way before the Oscars in advance. They were earlier in the day compared to usual as well. So lots of differences overall with this year compared to previous years in that regard. So it was still... I. Mm, I would be lying if I said it wasn't an enjoyable evening for me, if I'm being completely honest with you all. Uh, There was a lot of stuff from the presentation of the show to the comedy skits uh, that really rubbed me the wrong way that I'm happy to get into in just a little bit here. Uh, But the winners, if you are familiar with these movies and have seen them, are definitely very extraordinary, and the work here is worth checking out for sure. Uh, Part of the reason that I'm also doing this the second year in a row is I'm having a Zoom right now. This is a live Zoom with the Patreon members for Next Best Picture, the MVP film community. And I want to thank them all for being here with me for this recording. And like I said, the reason why like I'm doing this a second year in a row is because the Independent Spirit Awards can be voted on by literally anyone that's a member of Film Independent. So you become a member, you pay you know, the, the yearly fee, you watch all the stuff that's sent over to you, and you vote. And because of that, so many members of the MVP film community are voters and have seen a lot of these nominees and winners. And so it only makes sense, I think, to include them in this discussion post-show. So here we are right now uh, after the Spirit Awards have concluded. And uh, first of all, let's just uh, go around really quick. How's everyone feeling? How's everyone doing? Uh, Why don't we just talk in general first before we get to the winners about, like, what did we think of the show? Because... I got to be honest, like I looked at the timeline, I did not see a lot of people that enthusiastic about the presentation of the show itself. All right. So full disclosure, I missed the first half hour because I was at work. Um, but um, I did not, mainly I'm just still really upset that even, I guess my DVR said it was supposed to go for two and a half hours. It went for nearly three hours. Uh, I, I don't know if that was, if it was always planned to go three hours and my DVR was wrong. But they still cut out the technical categories, and this is a this is an award show that can get like maybe the most self-aggrandizing speeches because I guess with being independent, they do view themselves as underdogs in Hollywood, uh, which in some ways they are. But like this will show to me that as much as you value talking about diversity and inclusion, they still screw over the working class members of Hollywood in. I would have loved to see Zola, which was a film I was a little lukewarm on. Great editing. Would have, passing as some of the best cinematography of the year. Um, 
but I thought Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, I missed their opening monologue. I know they gave kind of what I thought was an eye-rolling thing to Putin, which, I mean, I'm sure Putin will be very upset that the Independent Spirit Awards will do not like him. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, solidarity with Ukraine. Absolutely. But this is like a reoccurring thing uh, this season that we've been talking about uh, time and time again is like the Oscars holding categories uh, off from the main telecast and the lack of respect that it shows to those branch members in particular, I was very surprised to see that happen tonight at the Spirit Awards and deeply saddened that nobody in any of their speeches at any point called that out or called out what the Oscars are doing. Um, they did make time to call out what's going on in Ukraine, which I applaud. Absolutely. I'm all for that. I have nothing bad to say about that whatsoever. But I was deeply saddened that nobody could say, hey, thank you very much for celebrating independent film. It would be really great, though, if, uh, you know, the awards were not handed out for editing cinematography international feature for Drive My Car during the commercial break. Like, (laughs) and then also maybe add while you're at it that, the Oscars shouldn't do the same thing either. I, this is a, just a, a trend that I'm seeing now happening across all types of award shows. And I think it's like kind of inevitable at this point that any full show that recognizes these quote unquote below the line categories, they're going to just keep getting phased out more and more and more as uh, time goes on, I think, because of the way that viewing habits have changed. But the, like the thing that also drives me crazy about this is what audience are IFC chasing by making this move? We know what ABC's trying to do with the Oscars, but like, what is the end game here? You already have a show that is, as you said, Paul, approaching the three hour mark, and there is cursing on the show. So it's not an actual like cable, like broadcast uh, network that's showing this. So, like, what's the big harm? What, like, what's the problem here? Why not just show all the awards? Uh, go ahead, Kelsey. Yeah, and I think we got our first taste of uh, what this idea of showing the, you know, quote unquote, most emotional parts of, of a speech would be because they actually came back towards the end mm-hmm. uh, with the little excerpts from the speeches from those awards that were handed out during commercials. And you really saw the room got electric for Drive My Car. Uh, and we really only saw a couple of seconds of that of that clip. Uh, and and the crowd seemed to be more amped up for that than almost any award that was actually shown during the properly televised part. That definitely doesn't give me much hope for what will happen at the Oscars with a tighter timeline and certainly more skits, longer skits. Uh, so if IFC couldn't pull this off with the Independent Spirit Awards, my, my hopes are, are pretty low for what's ahead. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.
History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. And I'm also kind of shocked, too, because from a comedy standpoint, I really thought that the Independent Spirit Awards had some of the best skits uh, in the last couple of years, especially the stuff with Aubrey Plaza. Offman and Mullally, something was off uh, all evening uh, between the two of them. And I really think it just came down to the writing of their skits. I thought the writing was awkward. There was uh, one skit in particular where they inserted themselves as white performers at the Harlem uh, event during Summer of Soul. And I, I think it is contending for probably one of the worst bits I've seen at an award show this year. Like that was I, I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea, why they thought it would be funny. It just was awful across the board. I and I was shocked, like I said, because in the past. I've really enjoyed a lot of the content from the Spirit Awards as far as uh, the skits, speeches, uh, opening monologues. I've loved the energy of this show. Remember when they had the gay choir come out and sing for Laura Dern? Like, where was a memorable moment outside of actually uh, giving an award and a speech like that this year? It just wasn't there to be seen. Yeah. The Independent Spirit Awards, for me, I'm always conflicted because, like, some of them, it's like, you know, I do applaud the genuine underdogs, like John Cassavetti Awards and stuff. But some of them, it's like, they're just nepotism babies. That it's like, you know, that like, that's how they get their funding for independent films. So it's well, also remember, too, um, this is technically a popularity contest, considering that anyone can join film independent vote. And so most people I know that are on like, you know, film Twitter are film independent voters. So, you know, you see a lot of the quote unquote, like, popular movies winning here yeah and like you know because you mentioned because i was thinking like this is better than the past couple years of the winners of like just aping the oscar front runners but like still like i mean we can all agree that of these nominees for best feature at least the lost daughter is by far the closest to a best picture nominee at the oscars yeah and I mean, I think that's reflected in a lot of the winners as well, which we're going to get into here in just a moment. I do want to start off maybe, though, outside of the 
competitive awards with two awards that were announced uh, previously before the show began, and those were for the Ensemble Awards for casting a new scripted series going to Reservation Dogs, and the Robert Altman Award, which went to Mass. And um, I'll just say really quick that Reservation Dogs, really, really happy for the team of that show. I actually got to sit with them at the Gotham Awards and got to hang out with them all evening. Um, I was sad to uh, admit to them that I had not seen the show yet, but I eventually checked it out afterwards and I watched it uh, for Film Independent Spirit Awards uh, in the lead up to this. And it's a great show. And I'm very happy to see that they're continuing to win stuff and getting some more eyeballs on their show. Having Taika there absolutely helps. So very, very happy for everyone involved with that. And then uh, for Mass, I mean, you guys know how passionate I was about Mass this year and how hard I pushed to get that film recognition anywhere I possibly could. And that, that was always going to be an uphill struggle no matter what. And it, it proved to be because not even critics groups uh, really went for Mass as hard as I thought that they would. And so... To see it finally get a moment like this, even though it wasn't like a competitive win, but to just see Fran Kranz on stage recognizing those actors and really just kind of getting the space and the length to deliver a speech that really encapsulates everything that that movie is about. I'm very, very happy that that movie was able to get something this year. And that's a lot of times what the Spirit Awards is about is a film, a performance, something not getting its due. But they get their due tonight. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full reactions episode to the 2022 Film Independent Spirit Awards here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full episode, you will have to head on over to our Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.